Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. If you are listening to this episode, we are in full vacation mode. Hopefully, we both have been getting tons of relaxation in. I'm crossing my fingers that we were by the pool just eating every fruit from Publix. Um, but we will be back next week with a Twitch stream. Crystal will be giving us a little history lesson about the living statues in a pandemic that hit the world prior to the Spanish influenza. Should be interesting. And I know we'll be ready to hang out with everyone because we always look forward to the Twitch streams. And our last couple of Twitch streams have been actually really, really fun. And we've had a lot of people stop by and chat with They've us. They've been popping. Yeah. So actually our last stream was our best stream. So we had like 31 people stop by and check us out. Um, but be sure to join us at 8 p.m. Central Time. Um, well, that's we're not going to have like a super long intro. I'm just going to go ahead and hand it over to Crystal. Yep. So um, today was supposed to just be like one folklore um, that we randomly selected. I think think this was the one that bethany randomly picked if i'm not mistaken like when we posted it like on instagram or something um either way we picked this one and i started looking it up and i basically couldn't find anything about it i ended up having to um get a subscription to like the newspaper archives thing just that i could look up newspaper resources um because I couldn't find anything on the internet. Like it just, it wasn't there. Um, so um, the first one that I'm going to talk about, because I decided that I should talk about two cases or two folklores today. The first one we're going to talk about is the Tilton Inn. Um, and obviously the Tilton Inn is located in Tilton, New Hampshire, if the name of the inn did not give that away. Um, It's actually a very tiny city located right on a couple of like lakes in like the middle of New Hampshire. Um, By small, I mean like 3,500 people small, like just really tiny. So much smaller than I'm used to obviously um from google's from google maps so like i did like the little google maps tour it did end up being really really cute um cute little tiny town and um i did actually find out too that there's a random boarding school uh, that's like right close to downtown and it cost more in one year to go there than i make in an entire year so like think like 65 70 grand a year to send your kid to this boarding school so i couldn't imagine (laughs) my heart like did like a little flitter like a little pitter patter and you have to pay it in three installments like that's like you can either pay it all at once or you can pay it in three installments and i was like (laughs) anyway um so this is like rich people neighborhood (laughs) um anyway the tilton in is also called the 1875 Inn online. I've kind of saw it both places. Um, and in the About Us portion of their webpage um, and in a few newspaper articles, um, that's they're kind of like interchangeably mentioned. Um, it looks like it's more called the Tilton Inn now versus it being called the 1875 in like 
maybe like 50 years ago. Um, according to this webpage, though, it was built at some time, obviously, in 1875. And part of their claim to fame is that they have hosted several famous guests. Like one was like Thomas Edison. Um, the other one was um, Henry Ford. So I don't know why those men were here, but apparently they were and they stayed here. And the other claim to fame is that they are haunted by ghosts, and in particular, one of a little girl. Now, another unique and kind of weird thing, I guess, about this end is that it's actually been burnt to the ground three times. This is what they claim on their website. Um, Now... The first two times that it burnt down, I couldn't find any proof that it actually happened. Um, I'm not saying that it didn't. I'm just saying I couldn't find anything about it. Now, their their webpage about me thing also claims that each time it burned down, there was about a hundred years between each incident. But that doesn't really make sense mathematically. So I'm just assuming that's a mistake because like if it was built in 1875, it hasn't been 300 years because 1875 to 1975 and 1975 to like, we're not there yet. Okay. So I don't, I don't really know how that makes mathematically, but I'm just assuming it's a mistake. Anyway, I did find newspaper articles talking about the fire that happened most recently, which was October 2nd of 1974. So almost a full hundred years after it was built or I guess rebuilt for the second time. Um, It was actually started by a man named Sidney Bean, who was actually later acquitted of these charges because the jury felt that it could have been started by faulty wiring. Um, So there's really no definition. Apparently he got into a fight with the owner um, and started a fire in a broom closet and it just spread. Anyway, or it started by faulty wiring. No one knows. No one died in this fire, so that means that the little girl that haunts these rooms must have died in one of the earlier fires. So, this little girl, her name was Laura, and according to the inn, she lived in a couple of the upper rooms with her family during the late 1800s. She was about 12 years old, and she lived in what was known as the Sanborn Rooms. Um, I couldn't find much about her other than the accounts of what people have relayed after like having encounters, like I'm air quoting encounters with her. Um, There was one reporter who claimed that after being given a tour of the inn, he was in the room, the tour person left, it was his room where he was staying the night, and this little girl comes running into the room and jumps on his bed, and she immediately starts telling him that um, she really liked it here, that, 
you know, she hoped he liked it here, that she liked being in the end, that, you know, it didn't bother her that she was still here and she still had fun. So take that for what it is. Um, who knows how true that actually is. Um, but most of the stories uh, of people that have interactions with her are people saying that she woke them up playing with their hair like they're sleeping in like some of the rooms that she's most active in and they'll be woken up in the middle of the night by someone playing with their hair that's immediate no yeah that, that would uh, nah, absolutely not other people in like when like different rooms of the inn do report like cold spots just random things happening pictures people taking pictures and seeing ra- weird things um, I'm very skeptical when it comes to like pictures. Um, that's because yeah, it could be doctored and everything. Yeah, I'm uh, very, I'm very skeptical when it comes to pictures. Like I'll admit when I see a picture, I'm like, I don't know what that is. But for the most part, I'm always kind of skeptical. Cold spots, again, kind of skeptical. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it is kind of weird if you're, like, in the middle of a room and you're not by a vent and nothing's changed and it's chill. Like, it's and, yeah, chill. you just get, like, you feel the cold. Not like cold, you just, like, yeah. get chill, but, like, you actually feel the cold. Yeah, so, I don't know. I'm always, I'm the cautious skeptic, cautious skeptic. Anyway, so there have, of course, been paranormal investigations that have proved the inn is indeed haunted. And of course, of course, Taps is one of the ones who investigated it. Um, they claim that 100% without a doubt, it's haunted. I have not seen this episode. I honestly didn't even go look to see if, like, if I could find it anywhere. Um, I did find like a play-by-play of it where somebody was just like, talking about it like in a very like matter of fact way um but they claim it's 100 percent haunted and if you watch taps you know how you know what their 100 percent haunted means i don't even have to like expound on that you can just take that for however you want it um they claim to get a lot of action in one of the sandborn rooms using the flashlight trick quotation marks um, Bethany knows all about the flashlight trick. Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, the flashlight trick, um, if you aren't familiar with it, is basically when you, um, take a flashlight and you turn it on and then you turn the top of it, like, where, like, the light bulb is, basically, and you turn it so that it is just barely on, so that if you tap it, it will make the light turn on. And this is supposed to be like something like if you're like ghost hunting, again, the quotation marks that you cannot see. If you're ghost hunting, you can have the ghost tap the, tap the flashlight to answer your questions or whatever. Um, they also enticed the little girl to answer questions by offering her candy which is that's really weird. Kind of creepy. Yeah. Creepy, but yeah. But okay. Um but 
they also like there was like this picture of like some gargoyle in like one of the rooms not one of the rooms it's like one of the downstairs and they were like for two seconds like investigate like i saw this part like they were like investigating this for like two seconds and then they were like wow i wonder i wonder if we could recreate this and then like in the middle of the recreating they were like did you hear that i hear voices and then they completely abandoned that and, like, focused on the voices. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. It was so funny. Um, but anyway, I couldn't find any proof that this little girl existed. Like, I looked up her name. I looked, like, the newspaper for, like, the area. I could not find a little girl. Because there's not, they didn't give a last name. They just have the name Laura. Like, I'm supposed to know her last name is magically something. Um, but maybe I just didn't search hard enough. Um, the inn claims it happens and I'm going to side with them because it's their inn. So if they say a little girl died there, a little girl died there. Um, who am I to say that she didn't? Um, they do claim that eight people actually died in the inn over the years, but that most of them were from diseases and no one died in the fire that happened in 1974. So, I'm assuming most of them were just disease and maybe she just died in the fire. I don't really know. Um, but that's all I have. Like, that's it. Like, that is the Tilton Inn. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing else. So, opinions? Um, interesting. It just sounds like every, like, haunted place ever. Right. Little kids, kind of creepy because, I mean, there's a lot of people in the paranormal community that, like, you don't ghost hunt if it's, like, will leisurely ghost hunt if it's a child because normally if it's a child, it means it's a demon. Oh, God. Don't, let's not talk about that. Well, because it goes, it goes back to, like, Christianity, you know? Like, you know, there's, like, you know, 12 and below go straight to heaven. They can't account for their sins and such. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So, if it's a small child, like, if it was her, you know, she'd be young, under 12, then it's not a child. It's a demon pretending to be a child, so you'll help it. So That's that's if you believe in Christianity, though, because not every religion, 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 religion religion believes that it's mainly just christianity that goes by that number that we made up somewhere i guess i don't even think it's all i don't even think it's like all branches of christianity too because think about like catholics they baptize yeah. them in their babies yeah there's probably more along of like protestant and like some type of like the people who like believe that like you're not automatically what is it? Is it Calvinism that believes that like it's already predetermined who is saved and who is not? No, I don't know. I don't even lines. know. I, I have no idea. I was just not to be thinking about this. But that's just one thing that the paranormal community goes off of. So, so for our next story, I actually like this one a little bit better. Um, our next story is a thousand miles away in Missouri, and. I'm going to set the scene just a little bit. Let's just set the scene a little bit. It's the early 1970s. Okay. So the same time this fire happened in, you know, New Hampshire. Okay. Very similar time. Interesting. Um, in a place called, get this, Louisiana, Missouri. Oh, wow. 
I laughed out loud when I, I read that. That was a thing. Yes, there's actually a that I found so far. There's a Louisiana, Missouri. There's also a Mexico, Missouri. Okay, I think is cool. But anyway, so yes, Louisiana, Missouri. Um, no idea there was a place, but I'm really excited to know that there is one now. But the date to ex- to be exact is July 11th, 1972. There are three kids who were at home alone at a house that was kind of out in the country. It was kind of like outside of city limits. The boys are eight-year-old Terry and five-year-old Wally. And they're outside playing when they spot this big, disgusting, ugly, tall monster just near them and kind of coming towards them. They immediately scream bloody murder out and just scream loud. And that's when their sister, I believe her name was Doris and she's 15, looked outside of the bathroom window. And when she looked outside, she saw a huge, this huge monster holding a dead dog in its, like, mouth and arms or something like that. Um, But she described it as, as, like, seven or eight feet tall. It had black, shaggy hair all over its body and had what she said was a pumpkin-shaped head. What? Why just say just say round? (laughs) No, she said pumpkin, pumpkin Pumpkin shaped head. Now, from here, it did not take long before the media started reporting about the Missouri monster, or Momo, as they labeled it, which cracks me up because that is what um, my cousin nieces—that's what I'm going to call what i'm gonna call joanna that my cousin nieces sounded like alabama it yeah. sounds so alabama but it's uh-huh. not like i was like 20 years old when she was born and so she had, i took care I, of her like she my has niece. an uncle that is around the same age as her yes uncle. that's why it's weird my uncle's like a few years older than me so like when he has kids i was already an adult so it wasn't i don't know anyway cousin so just yet yeah, i'm alabama's heck apparently but anyway that's what she called my mom she called my mom momo oh that's so it was cute um now that's what they called them no one knows where it got started it just started in the newspaper one day like momo i guess it's just one of those newspaper labeled terms now as they reported surprise surprise more and more people started to see the creature around the area as well The police chief um, named Shelby Ward had the area, like the area's wooded areas, all searched after people started seeing um, or started to report that they saw the monster cross the road, that they saw it picking up like cars. They said they saw it yelling at children. Two fishermen said that they were they were fishing in the creek and they saw the and one of them saw this huge hairy man and they thought it was a hippie at first and he called his friend and was like, Hey, look at that man. 
and he's just out here naked. And then when he like looked at him and he started getting closer to him or when the creature started getting closer to him, he realized that he was like massively tall and that he was covered in hair and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you didn't just think it was weird that there was a naked hippie out in the woods, but you know, whatever I digress. Um, but so they search and search and search and search and they don't find anything. That leads to them nothing. And most people just end up thinking that it was just a really big bear and that the bear had eaten the dog. Maybe the bear was, you know, up on its hind legs. So on and so forth. Like, not a big deal. Well, of course, because they are reporting on this thing and calling it Momo, of course, all of the UFO and Bigfoot hunters from all across the world start to flood into the area and try to figure out what the heck is going on and what this creature actually is. Now, despite people searching, no one really ever found proof that what they saw was anything. Like, they just, nobody ever came up with any proof. Um, the only thing that could have even remotely been considered proof was that the father of the children who first saw the creature took a plaster mold of a footprint that he found in the field that he said was over 10 inches long and looked like a really really large human footprint so again that tells us nothing <laughs> um so either way the story of momo just kept spreading about how he looks and of course as it spreads it's basically a telephone game and his pumpkin shaped head with orange eyes soon turned into a monster that was 10 feet tall with gray ears and a red mouth and was starting to be spotted in nearby states the reports got so bad, so bad, that at one point in Illinois, the police started to require people who reported seeing this monster actually come in or actually be tested like with a breathalyzer test to make sure that they weren't drunk when they were reporting this. Because they just had like, I think they ended up having like 200 in a week of people saying that they saw this monster. So, the claims to what the monster actually could be from these UFO and Bigfoot hunters started to make their way into the newspapers because people were saying, you know, we did a study and this is what we found out. Um, some of the people thought that it was like a prehistoric type of human that was kind of related to Bigfoot. So, I think and most people know about that theory that like Bigfoot is really just like another evolution of human beings that didn't take off basically but they still live in the woods or whatever and that this is basically what that is um other people claimed that it was some creature from outer space um they just started like throwing the theories against the wall and seeing where they would stick honestly that's to be completely honest. 
Now, over the course of a few months, the excitement and sightings started to fade, and poor little Momo started to become just another little part of the city. Um, I actually found a house listing that made a joke about the Momo, (laughs) and it said, if you could just get past the Momo out front, you'll find a... You'll find a charming home right in the middle of Louisiana, Missouri. And it was just like a thing. Like, it's just like, and this is literally like three months after all of these sightings of Momo. It's just a joke. One, like, men's group actually made a female version of the Momo and, like, made it into a costume. And they had, like, some kind of, like, little pageant with it and just dressed up as the female version of the Momo. So, you know just not weird at all can you imagine these people just running around <laughs> i'll see if i can find the picture because the newspaper actually had a picture of the costume too and it has like a, it has like a little it kind of has like a little sash on it and everything it's really funny oh my god um now uh The Momo, though, didn't become as big of a thing for the town as, like, Mothman did, for example. Um, Because, like, with Mothman, it's, like, the whole entire freaking town. Like, we talked about there's a whole statue. Um, This kind of just died out over time for the most of the time. Like, there was, like, some restaurants that would have, like, a certain kind of sandwich or a meal or something that would have be, like, a play on the Momo. Um, and people would just talk about it and it just kind of became like, like this running joke, I guess you could say more than anything else. Um, but I think the coolest thing that came out of the whole thing though, was that they did turn it into a ride at Six Flags (laughs) in Six Flags in St. Louis. Um, I think that's pretty funny and kind of cool because can you imagine if like these kids and all the people who were like seen it were lying especially the kids were lying about it like one lie literally turned into a six flags ride Jesus Christ. is someone dressing up in a costume i don't know but this is a thing because i've been to that six flags and i don't remember this ride so i don't know if it still I've exists never, wasn't this that trend that was going around though like where kids were getting scared by like this video going around and it was like momo or is that something think- else I think so, but I don't know if it's the same monster. I mean, I kind of wouldn't be surprised. I didn't look that up. I just looked up Missouri Momo. That's what I typed in and got some really funny stuff. But you can buy stuff that has, like, the Missouri Momo on it if you want some memorabilia. Um, I found, like, t-shirts. I found the traditional keychains. Um, what else did I find? I don't know. I really didn't look for collectibles. I wasn't out there trying to be Momo's biggest fan. I just wanted to know about him. But yeah, people, a lot of people just think that it was a, like a big bear. Oh. Um, so not only that, I just Googled it. So not only did it make a six, six flags ride and costumes, they made a game about it. Oh yeah. I saw That's that too. That's what it's from. That's what was scaring mm-hmm. kids pretty creepy looking so i mean it is a creepy little monster so i wonder if like but like yeah seriously though if like these kids made the whole thing up that's pretty messed up all of this happened because they made this one lie 
I don't know. I wasn't like that as a kid. Like, there's, I don't think, I don't know. I wouldn't just like go, ah, there was a monster in our backyard. And then convince my two other siblings that it all was real, too. Like, I mean, if I saw that, that would be terrifying. Like, I would obviously tell somebody, but I'm not like, hmm, I wonder what I can lie about today. That's why I wonder if it wasn't just like a bear. Like a really big bear. I mean, it was holding a dead dog. That's not that like. If somebody's dog got out or there's a stray dog and a, a bear attacked it or something, that could be. Yeah. I don't know. The whole like lifting up cars thing, though, that cracked me up. Oh the God. growling at little kids thing cracked me up. Um, I think that was pretty much. There was a couple of other like sightings, but they weren't like anything special that were reported, obviously. But like I just thought it was hilarious that this whole town of louisiana missouri was captivated by this thing but anyway um that's the whole shebang the whole deal we knocked two off the list in one go um i have a feeling to be completely honest we're gonna have to do more twofers when it comes to knocking out this list because i really struggled really struggled (laughs) <laughs> to try and find a lot info. of these we a lot of these we don't even know what they are we're just like pulling it off the the board yeah for both open. of these honestly for both of these i had to do most of my research from this subscription that i bought and i'm debating on paying for it because it's like 19 bucks a month or like 80 bucks for the whole year and this mm-hmm. is the third time that i've had to do a free trial because i needed to find newspaper sources so i'm really considering if it's just not a worthy investment it could be an investment for the podcast yes it should and i can just give you the info and then we can just whenever we want to look up newspaper articles true i mean it's very useful so i fully enjoy my little subscription to newspapers maybe i can email them maybe i should email them from the podcast and be like hey would you be willing to give us like one year free subscription since we use it so much Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do that actually i'm gonna do that because you know gotta shoot your shot right um but yes that is all i have for this um next week we will be back with our twitch episode as we said at the beginning um, and I will be talking about the living statues. If you get Google living statues right now, you're going to get the people that like stand really still and like painted with like silver or gold paint. Oh uh, yeah. Like the street performers. That is not what I'm talking about. Yeah, no. I'm just going to let y'all know. Those are cool though. They are, but that is not what I'm going to talk about. So just, you know, if that's the first thing that came to your head and you were like, I want to miss that episode. Uh, no. I'm going to be the. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's way more interesting than that. I just called it living statues because that's kind of what happened. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Um, we are not relaxing just yet, technically, but when this episode comes out, yeah, cannot we'll, promise yeah. that we will not be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So soon, couple of days. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, daily affirmations of be good to each other, be nice, love yourself, take your meds, take your shower, go for a walk, mm-hmm. drink get some, some water. Sun. Definitely, yes, drink some water. At least if you get have one mil in your body. Yes. Um, and then I heard something the other day. Actually, I heard it today. If you didn't eat today babe this is the gist of it if you didn't eat today or yesterday 
you still need to eat today. And if you overate yesterday or you overindulged yesterday, you still need to eat today because your body needs food every single day. So if you hadn't eaten anything, if you hadn't drank anything, stop right now when this ends. And before you start a new episode of something, go eat something and drink something. And yes, that's all I got for you. We're going to go relax and I'm going to go finish packing. And yeah, that's all I got for you guys. I'm doing the same. <laughs> <laughs> Okey doke. Bye. Bye.